Over at the Never Heard of It podcast, we've spent the last four years criticizing people's films and talking about how they could have made them better. Well, you know what? Now it's time to put your money where our mouth is. That's right. The Never Heard of It podcast and Night Shift Radio are making a movie. We are making a brand new sci-fi thriller called Somnium. Somnium is the tale of a brand new app, something kind of like TikTok, where people are able to watch others' dreams, everyone's dreams, anonymously across the world. However, our main character, Adam, starts to see dreams that look all too familiar, including dreams of somebody murdering him. So the question is, who is dreaming of murdering Adam? That's the question we look to answer in our brand new film, Somnium, but we need your help. We need your help in funding so we can pay the amazing crew and the amazing cast of this brand new film. Head to nightshiftradio.com somnium. Donate what you can, and if you can't, share with 100,000 of your closest friends. Someone out there is going to be a rich weirdo that's going to want to fund this film. So again, nightshiftradio.com somnium. Thank you so much, guys. We look forward to making this movie just for you. My name is Caleb Coy, and all of my life I've had encounters that I couldn't explain. As a child, raised in a deeply religious home, I was taught to believe in an invisible world of spirits, constantly at war. Growing up, I rejected faith in favor of science and skepticism. I don't know for sure that what I've witnessed were ghosts. I don't even know if I believe in ghosts. The souls of the dead, trapped in their last moments. Some residual energy of life, obeying the laws of thermodynamics. Whispers from a parallel universe, only noticeable when the membranes slap together. Or just hallucinations from mold in the wall. In the stories that follow, we offer no explanations. Only the truth as it was observed. So join me, as Night Shift Radio presents, Possibly Normal. Episode 9, The Row House. Listener discretion. This episode briefly references an incident of gun violence. Have you ever wondered what happens if you die in a dream? In books, and films, and television, people have been speculating for as long as we have dreamed. I can tell you from experience, it hurts. Badly. Let me back up. I'd moved into a townhouse in the old North St. Louis neighborhood, one in the middle of a solid row of red brick houses, over a century old. It felt like something of a dream come true, to be honest. I'm in love with these old red brick road homes. But this was meant to be a temporary arrangement, while we were renovating another house nearby. I don't remember how quickly I felt that something was off here. Maybe it was just that the place felt too big. Maybe it was the vaguely creepy feeling in the third floor bedroom. Maybe just stress from construction delays. One night, I had the most vivid dream of my life. I was being chased down my street, running as though quite literally for my life. Whoever it was, they were gaining on me fast, and I just knew I had to get home. Finally, I reached the front door in apparent safety. And that's when I felt the cold metal pressed against my temple. That's when I heard, and more importantly, that's when I felt the shot that killed me. And for a brief moment, there was only darkness and a throbbing pain in my temple. 
and then I was awake, very much alive. But I could still feel pressure in my head and the panic of dying. At almost the exact moment, both Ellen and I heard a loud BANG break the silence outside. It was followed immediately by a scream of terror or anguish. It sounded like the sound of a mother losing a child. Thinking that the timing of my dream and the sounds we'd just heard couldn't possibly be a coincidence, I quickly dressed and ran outside against Ellen's protestations. The only people in sight were a couple standing outside of a shop half a block away. The shop window had been smashed and they were waiting to file a report. So I asked them when had it happened. But it had been at least an hour. It couldn't possibly have been the noise that we heard. So I asked them if they'd heard the bang or the scream. But they hadn't. There's no way these two could have missed those sounds. They were so loud. But finding no other explanation, and no one in immediate need of help, I went home and went back to sleep. As far as I know, there were no shootings nearby that night, or anything else reported that could explain the noises. A couple of nights went by without incident. And then one night it started again. I felt the pressure in my temple, in the very same spot. The cold metal, the searing pain. And then I began to feel like I was being watched. Like there was someone or something in the room with us, but always just outside my field of vision. I'd look around, but every time I moved my eyes, I felt that it just escaped. I tried to go to sleep, to just ignore it, but I couldn't. I just sat upright in bed with all the lights on, in a panic, trying to find whatever seemed to be taunting me. Ellen later described it as one of the scariest things she's ever witnessed because I was so terrified of something neither of us could see. So we got up and moved to the living room. All the lights on, ducktails on the TV, just trying to distract ourselves. And after a few hours of this, the feeling faded. And I was finally able to get to sleep again. We moved out of that house soon after. It was a temporary arrangement anyway, but we didn't wait around. But I still remember what it felt like to die in that dream. <laughs>